This is The M Word, a Studio 52 production, hosted by Ben Earl. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of The M Word. That's right, 21, here we are. No adverts, as usual. Why? Is it because you haven't succumbed to the allure of the corporate coin? Or is it because nobody's listening? You decide. I don't think anyone's listening. Why would they listen to what is self-indulgent therapy? That's right. Although I haven't done this therapy for the last few months, and then all of a sudden, two or three podcasts come out of the blue. Well, it's because I have figured out a way to sit down and talk again. It's been really difficult to do that over the last few months because nothing's been happening. Every week is like Groundhog Day, and it's the same, and I sit down and I think, I just can't remember anything that's happened. So I just had to kind of jog my memory this time, and I've realised that, uh, yes, that will help. And I'll I'll get on to, in a second, the travesty of Mamma Mia that uh, I watched this week. I don't want to have watched it. So I'll get on to that in a second, but what else has been happening? Um, Ah, but I'm going to start off by saying a massive thank you to a whole host of people who organised something rather beautiful. I had a package arrive at my house, a big package, and a big package, and I opened it up, and it was a massive framed uh, picture, well, not picture, but it was loads of playing cards signed, right, and with notes on them to me, thanking uh, me for the, the um, and Studio 52 for the Deep Magic seminars. And it was from, like, all of the people that were on there, organised by Alan Levin, thank you very much, Alan, and all the other people that got involved and um, there's a lot of effort involved apparently this has been going on since September or or since September what I think that was the word I was supposed to say I think I said some hints um, but yes so this was really beautiful playing cards were signed and saying that they really enjoyed the thing and being a part of it and it, they were all sent to I think Sarah Stott and then Sarah had to send them to America and then they were framed and sent back it was just genuinely touching and moving you know thing to have received it's beautiful I'm going to put it up uh, either in the studio or in my office somewhere. Or, you know, I did uh, have a bit of a manly misting for a moment. Um, showed it to my wife and she cried. But, you know, she cries at everything. Ah, oh, yes. Um, but, yeah, so thank you. Honestly, a genuinely beautiful and touching thing. Really, really nice. Uh, I will put a, a picture on um, the socials somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture on Instagram if you'd have a look and see. But, yeah, a huge thank you to the people that did that. Genuinely touching didn't need to do it i can't believe he did really amazing and uh, <laughs> it's all warm and fuzzy inside thank you very much really nice so yes thank you thank you to everyone and alan for organizing it and henry and sarah and all the other people and blah 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 and all the people that, that i've looked at every single one i'll be messaging you thank you anyway so let's quickly talk about mamma mia so i don't uh, like musicals i had to watch mamma mia at the weekend because Someone was watching it, and I and I, I was, you know, being good and watching it with them. But I don't like it. I don't like musicals in general. I hate musicals. I think there's a conspiracy against me. I don't think anyone likes musicals. I think people pretend to like musicals, whether they're films or in person on theatre. I think they're terrible. I hate them. I don't understand them. And you know what? There'll be people out there listening to this thing. Well, Benjamin, you're very ignorant. Musical theatre is my life, and it's a beautiful thing. And if you understood it, you would appreciate the depths at which it could. But I don't care. I'm pretty sure it's a conspiracy. They're rubbish. I'd rather do anything else than watch a musical. They're just always so... Oh, I just... I don't understand them. 
I just, I cannot, I'm cosmically bored. He's lost his jacket. He's lost his jacket. He's lost his jacket. He's lost his jacket. No, it's not. The zip has broken. The zip has broken. The zip has broken. Zip, zip. Maybe he needs to buy a new jacket. Maybe, maybe. Where will he get his new jacket? Someone just buy the man a jacket, for God's sake. Oh my God, I hate them. Where is the salt? Has somebody seen the table salt? It was next to the pepper. Next to the pepper. Next to the pepper. For the love of God! I don't understand musicals at all. I just sit there going, will somebody please resolve this very, very minor issue? I know someone's going to write in and say, what are you talking about, Benjamin? You obviously haven't seen any musicals um, because there are none where people's jackets are broken and salt is missing. They're talking about the depths of the human condition, existential crises and things, and love. I'm like, I don't care. It all comes across the same as... Oh, I just, I don't get them. There's a conspiracy. No one likes them. Anyone that says they like them is pretending to like them for God knows what reason. Oh, I think they'd be just as happy watching Morris dancing. I really believe it. Um, sorry, I just think I'd drink, I thought I'd drink loudly again. What else has been happening? I've been trying to eat better. Um, I, I, I recently I, I was um, listening to a podcast about longevity, and you know, instead of trying to look after your health for now, you should be looking after your health for when you're eighty. You know what I mean? So if you're healthy when you're eighty, you must have had a healthy life. And there's a lot of kind of um, work going on with things like time-restricted eating or, or, or intermittent fasting, stuff like this. So I've been trying that, which has been very useful. So now I basically eat from 10 until 6, and then I don't eat from 6 p.m. around till 10 a.m. again. So basically I eat for in an eight-hour window, and then I don't eat for 16 hours. And it's been really good for me. Um, I basically sleep better. Uh, I just feel like I've got more energy in the time when I'm awake. I don't get tired as much. You know, I just... You know, um, I don't know, it works really well. I really like it. it. It kind of makes sense. You kind of eat from like 10 until 6. It kind of it feels like the right time to eat. And by the morning again, I'm kind of hungry and ready for, for, for eating food in the morning. And this is kind of a boring conversation, isn't it? It's really boring. All I'm saying is, look, I'm doing it, and I somehow want points for doing it. And no one knows I'm doing it, so I'll say it here. You guys probably want to hear me talk about some magic stuff. So uh, let's think about that for a second. Magic stuff, magic stuff, Baker's Man. Oh, yes. So I saw um, a post on, I don't know where it was, whether it was Instagram or Facebook or something or just on, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I'm not normally looking at that stuff too much, but I saw a post and it was someone's book collection. And it just suddenly made me realize that everybody's magic book collection looks the same. Everyone has the same collection. That's right. It's just look at all the books that I have that everyone can tick off the list. You know what I mean? It's like just, oh, do you have the Harris books? Yes. And do you have the Tommy Wonder? Yes. And everyone's just kind of trying to like fill the hole so they have the same collection as everyone else. I don't know what it is. It just looks like a very strange thing. Here, look at all these books that are behind me of which you've seen before. And I have them. I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. You know what I mean? 
everyone's got the same leg and they kind of all they all look the same so um i might even post a picture of this one of the things i've done is i took i took all my books instead of putting them in a in like the magic books all together um i've arranged them in color order and i've also removed um sorry added all other books so it's not just magic books it's every book i have so and, and the sizes are all over the place and um therefore i just think it looks crazy and looks different and doesn't look like a magic book collection there's you know books on photography in there there's popular science books in there there's comedy books in there all kinds of stuff and magic books all together but then they've all been color coded so they're all over the place it kind of makes it look different i don't know maybe it's just me i think if you look at a magic book collection if you look at it you kind of get somehow influenced by the ghosts of all the writers and it's just this thing and it's always the same aesthetic the same ghost looking at everyone i don't know just try and mess with it a bit that's uh yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And what is the point in all the books we read, anyway? Are we just trying to learn tricks? Isn't it? Is it? It's like musicians trying to learn everyone else's music. I'm not saying we don't learn. Look, I write books and I put my stuff in it, but I don't know what the point is. I, I, I think that when it comes to a lot of the magic stuff, there, there's often, there's often I, I think there's a lot of stuff we're not looking into because I think deep down most magicians aren't really interested in magic. They're just interested in learning tricks and doing tricks and learning more tricks and buying books of tricks and props and gimmicks with tricks. It's the process of engaging with it rather than actually developing it. And what I mean by that is, so I just thought I would t -t -t on the mic, why not? I won't go back and rectify that. I'll just um, annoy your ears. Um, what I mean by that is, I, I often think that in magic, that, you know, someone can watch what you're doing and they can go, ah, yeah, you did something, you know. Uh, yeah, you you know, you got fast hands or nah, I don't believe in magic or yeah, no, it's really good. You did something there and I didn't see exactly oh, you're clever. Like what I mean by that is and this isn't always, of course, we, we don't always have that. But there's there's always this kind of sense of that behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I think it's because there's a uh, an inability to pull someone in where we can disarm that function. Right? Because of course it's not real. You know, magic's not real. I don't believe it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no shit. I'm doing this stuff. I know how this stuff works. Of course. You know, the fact that it's happening, that is the point, right? You know, the, the, it, we're not trying to promote the fact that we have magic powers. It's the fact that this is an illusion. It's a compelling one, and it's fun to be a part of it. And you can experience it as if it was real. In fact, you know, the magic that you're going to experience happens for you in your head. As a magician, I'm the only person that can't experience it. You can experience it. That's what this is. These things are put together so that you can experience this thing that I can't experience. That's the game. It's fun. The game isn't to the at the end of it to then go, nah, I don't believe in magic, right? That That's not what the game is. Man, I shouldn't have had that biscuit before coming on. Oh, and it, my point is that, you know, you don't have someone sitting in a cinema, you know, you don't have Brian sitting in the cinema watching Interstellar, right? And then all of a sudden just goes, you know, they're actors, this isn't happening. No, shh, Brian, Brian, be quiet. No, no, I'm not having it. Like, where would that camera have come from? No, that is not what a wormhole looks like. That's rubbish. This is done CGI. Brian, I'm just saying, darling, I'm just... It's not real, is it? This is this is obviously being constructed on a soundstage. Yes, I know. It's been done in a film studio. Nolan directed it. I know, everyone knows it. Everyone knows. But yet we're allowing ourselves to fall into the massive work of deception that exists so that we can enjoy it you know um i'm not i'm not crying you know those people aren't in love they're actors they've got a script their characters are falling in love not them yes brian i know 
Why are you crying, dear? That's not really happening. They're acting. I know, but look, look at it. It's beautiful. His feelings about his daughter. She's now really old. Don't do this, Murph. Murph. The five, the four, three, two, one, as they're cutting away. Where are your tears? It didn't happen, did it? No, I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, people don't sit there watching Pink Floyd, or back in the day at least, going, these are just strings being pulled and vibrating. There is no way that this is creating a transcendent soundscape that is taking me to another place. I'm not having it. These are just strings and drums and synth. Sorry if I'm shouting. You go, shut up, it's Brian, again. First of all, ruining Interstellar and now ruining this Pink Floyd concert. People don't say that, you know? I think that there is a, an element of magic where we, we're so busy learning tricks and doing it that we're forgetting to deal with a lot of the kind of subtleties of the psychological dimension that exists between you and them and, and uh, exists in the moment. How do we disarm that more? How do we pull them into something more interesting? How can we give them permission to understand that the game isn't about proving magic is real and instead we invite them into something more compelling? I think there are... Um, these are things that we should explore more because uh, it's tricky. I tell you what, also, talking of Pink Floyd, which, by the way, is, well, it's a very big statement, the best band of all time, but it's definitely my favourite band, undoubtedly. Pink Floyd, oh, so, um, oh, my God. So I had a, uh, may have had a brownie the other night, very close friend of mine and we may have listened to Pink Floyd for several hours and found ourselves drifting off into another space and that was a huge amount of fun there's very few bands on earth I mean and also when I talk about Pink Floyd um for me it's not the Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd um even as as, as great as as they were to me it's kind of Gilmore it's like 1970 Atomic Heart Mother up to Animals so you know metal amazing Obscured by clouds, um, you know, dark side of the moon, wish you were here, and animals. And that 1970 to 1977 period of Floyd is just, to me, oh, it's the best in the world. Probably my favourite album is Wish You Were Here. As a complete album, it's almost perfect from beginning to end as one almost long, continuous track, almost. Just stunning. Um, yeah, just unbelievable, unbelievable music. Uh, here's a side note, by the way. So I got into Floyd when I was 19, 20, 19, something like that, because I was working um, as a friend of mine, a, a girl that I knew, and um, we were working, and one day we were talking about music, and I can't remember what I was into back then, Sesame Street, I don't know. S Club 7, who knows? And I, I said, I was talking about music, and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, my, um, my dad's in a band. And I said, all oh, right, well, what band's that? And she went, um, Pink Floyd. Uh, and I, because I was 19, just said, who are they? And um, she said, oh, they're quite a popular band. You know, they're still going and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, her name was Claire Gilmore, and her dad was David Gilmore. And I checked them out and went, oh, gosh, these guys are rather good and really, really massive. Uh, and so, yeah, I've, I've been a huge uh, fan of them ever since then, then really. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember what I was talking about. Talking of daughters, um, my daughter, my youngest daughter, who is only eight months old, uh, said her first words for the, the other day, and her first words were dada. That's right, dada. 
That's right. There was another manly misting. A tear was in the eye. Uh, my other two kids said mama first. So, you know, I disowned them immediately. But this one said dada. So I've won one out of three. Yes, come on. This one I've decided to actually love. So um, that's brilliant. So this one is now mine. But yes, I did get rather with the arms up, looked at me as I came in and just went, da-da. I was like, oh my God, I'm melting. I'm definitely getting softer as I've been getting older. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's, there's no question. Definitely getting softer. Um, I said that, well, I noticed the other day when I put candles in the studio and both Darren and my wife had said to me, Ben, you are putting candles in the studio. I'm like, yeah, what's, what's wrong with that? I'm like, well, you know, yeah. You know, it's very lovely. I'm like, what? what's wrong with candles? Candles are great. I'm going to come forward and say that candles are awesome. You know, if you put a candle somewhere, if you're trying to write or create or think or read or do anything, and you're doing it by candlelight, whatever you're doing by candlelight is better. Whatever you do by candlelight is better. There's an actual flame. It feels more real and authentic and mysterious and mystical and interesting way better i didn't have to put as many as i did around around the studio but nevertheless that's not the point the point is i like candles and i do get a little bit annoyed by having to light them all and then blow them all out and then replace them all but that's not the point when they're on it's amazing i bought some eight hour ones so that they last for a, you know the little tea light ones that i've got other little things i've got some bigger candles as well anyway it doesn't matter i don't care i'm owning it i love candles candles are cool you know what, it's the type of thing that no one wants to say I do like candles and then kind of own them all and then light them all and do all that stuff. But if you walked into a room that had loads of candles and you sat down, you'd go, gosh, I do like it in here. Well, there you go. <laughs> candles are awesome. So we've established that uh, musicals are genuinely 100% legitimately rubbish. Candles, awesome. <sighs> ah, yes, it's good. I think this is what happens after basically a year of uh, sitting down and... Um, having everything being the same for a year. You know what I've noticed as well? Here is something. Um, in this year, it's, it's, it's been a crazy year, but I have been in my pyjamas and my dressing gown a lot, right? My hair has grown, right? I've been in my pyjamas and dressing gown more than I ever have done in my life and should be. So many of the times, I've even done things on film or stuff on Zoom and stuff and everything looks fine above, but below the surface, I have pyjama bottoms on. Um, and you know what? pajamas and a dressing gown are more comfortable than anything else right we know this so you know what sod it i might just wear them from now on all the time i don't care right i don't have a boss telling me what to do i don't have like a i don't have to go and apply for some job where someone goes no you can't wear your pajamas in here sir well, i don't care anywhere where i can't wear my pajamas I don't, I don't want to be there in the first place i might just i might just now do this all the time. I've got so used to wearing them. I might just be a guy that wears pajamas all the time now. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I just don't give a shit. That's it. Done. I might just wear. Them. In fact, I might even just wear like a big sheet <laughs> that's like soft on the inside and like wipe clean on the outside. So like I don't even need plates anymore. Just kind of food can hit it and come off, and then I could just like you know just like a big sheet with a hole in the top, like a poncho. I might even just wear that. I don't care. I was going to grow my hair long, do that, and wear crazy bright pink shoes or something. I don't give a shit. Like, who cares? Right? I just want to be comfortable. What are clothes, anyway? They're so weird. I don't know what they are. Clothes are strange. 
Oh man, this 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 year has definitely done something. I mean, I, I think it's enlightening. I think maybe this is a good thing. It's a kind of a mindset of not caring about lots of things, which is. I mean, I still deeply care about obviously my family and my friends and magic. Obviously, I'm not completely dead inside, but lots of other superficial things I just don't care about on any level. Ah, uh, what's so bad about it? Maybe not the onesie, though. Like, I wouldn't wear a onesie because it's kind of, it seems impractical to take on and off if you need to go to the loo or it seems like if part of the onesie was trapped in a wood chipper, you might be done for. You know what I mean? Like a cape, that's not good. Maybe the sheet isn't a good idea. But I do like a dressing gown. A dressing gown's like a, you feel like a king. You're wearing like a robe and a cape in one and you can like wrap it around yourself. And then if you need a snooze, you can take it off and snooze and put it over yourself like like a uh, duvet. Yep. That's right. I am going to be someone, I think, that uh, uh, walks around like that, you know, surrounded by candles in a big dressing gown, a massive dressing gown where I can feel like a king and big slippers. The pyjama king. <laughs> I want to do it. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I think that this lockdown is making uh, good things happen in my brain. It, ma it makes me want to be more creative. And I've definitely had a surge of that in the last week. Hence why I've done more podcasting. Hence why I feel good today. Yeah, this is good. This is really good. It's been a, it's been a good day today. I hope, I hope you're good. And not you as in all of you specifically. You there listening. I hope you're doing well. You know, look after yourself. Do all those things, right? Also, the Studio 52 Hangouts we're going to do at the end, the last Saturday of each month, we're going to do those. So there's going to be an open hangout uh, for us. We're going to start putting those together. So check those out. Other things that we're doing, I don't know. There's still no adverts. The music's probably playing now, isn't it? Oh, right. Remember, musicals are rubbish. Candles are good. Pink Floyd are the best. And maybe work on magic in a way that pulls them in more. I don't know. And thank you to everyone that sent me that amazing framed picture of all those uh, playing cards. A really brilliant thing. Anyway, love you all. I love you all. Love you. Bye. This was a Studio 52 production. For more information, visit studio52magic.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Studio 52 Magic. <laughs>